How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about. Basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 90 more minutes with you, then I'm going to go home and sleep. After I walk to my car, it's only... Eh, 80 feet probably outside, but it's going to hit you like it hit me like a ton of bricks because it's like the first real cold night, 25 degrees, pretty cold last night, but even colder tonight. I'm not looking forward to that walk to my car. The automatic starter is one of the remote starter, I should say, is one of the best inventions in world history. And I'll be utilizing that like right before I leave, which is good. Twitter brought to you by South Hills Chrysler Dodge, Jeep Ram, Peters Township. Visit them online, southhillsjeep.com. Your calls, 412-928-9370. That's 412-928-9370. I'm going to tell you in about 15 minutes or so, 18 minutes, I don't know, 20 minutes, right around there, 920-ish. I'm going to tell you something that happened to me today that is one of the scariest things and that makes you... Look over your shoulder, maybe more than any other occurrence in life, and it happened to me today. Really. And you never know when to quit looking over your shoulder. I'll fill you in at about 922. Fan text line, hit me there, brought to you by Edgar Snyder & Associates, a personal injury law firm where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. College coaches, I love pettiness. James Franklin. He was at his press conference. He said this. I think I said this to you guys the other day. I'm always trying to do everything I possibly can. I can answer your questions. And I think sometimes you guys think I'm avoiding the question. I'm trying to answer your questions the best I can without being divisive to my team or to my players. Because we've all seen examples of coaches that have not handled that well and whether they meant to be that way or not, that's how it comes off and it causes problems. That's always the delicate balance. How do I answer your question without doing one of those two things? That doesn't mean that I'm not having very direct conversations with someone, but I also don't want to say something in this press conference that I haven't said to that player first or to those players first. I I don't think that's the right thing to do. Oh my God, he took a swipe at Narduzzi. Oh my God, he sure did. He certainly did. Don't misconstrue it for anything else. Absolute pettiness. And I love it. I do. Let's discuss this on a bunch of different levels, right? At 412-928-9370. The first of them is this. That don't ever forget this. And this one is for all the Penn State people out there. Don't ever come at me or anybody else in this commonwealth or any other place on this globe and say, 
Penn State doesn't care about Pitt. Penn State doesn't pay attention to Pitt. Penn State looks at Pitt like a little brother, and we don't care. We got much bigger fish to fry. Okay, that might be the case for you and all your buddies that sit around and drink 409 beer or whatever. But your coach is definitely paying attention, even if it's only to make fun of. Your coach is, and he just did. And there's multiple occurrences and multiple times that that happens. That's number one. Let me just lay that as the baseline. So you can't ever use that as, oh, man, I can't. Pit means nothing to us. This happens multiple times a year where somebody from Penn State will mention Pitt either directly or indirectly. So there's that. All right, now we've built the foundation. Let's build it a little bit forward. This is great for college football. Absolutely great for college football. And the master of this was Rich Rodriguez when he was at West Virginia. He would fire shots at everybody. And it's spectacular. This is SEC kind of stuff that I love. It's good. So rather than getting all jammed up, and I don't think a lot of people are, but look, I think James Franklin is a much better coach on the days that aren't Saturday. Saturday is his weakest spot in his blind spot as a coach. He's really good Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Sunday. Saturday, the toughest day for him, it seems like. All that said, this is great. In college football, in this namby-pamby, wuss world that we start to live in some, there is nothing wrong with sticking with and keeping in our existence good old-fashioned sports hate. I mean, good old-fashioned sports hate. You think of all the stuff that looks like it's petty on the surface in college football, right? You think of Ohio State and when it's Michigan week, every single M on their campus being crossed out with a red X, okay? And people say, oh, that's great stuff. It is. It gets the juices flowing. It gets people with that good old-fashioned sports hate. So we are right now locked into a time where, like I said, Penn State, not great. They aren't. They had a tough loss to Ohio State that seemingly everybody saw coming. This was their shot, but you knew they weren't going to get over the mountaintop. Even though they allegedly had the better quarterback, he didn't show up that day in Columbus. But when James Franklin feels like he can flex on somebody, he's going to take advantage of, well, the other team in the state not having a really good season. So he's going to take a run at Narduzzi. And it works both ways. It does. Like, you look at what Narduzzi said, and there might be a lot of fact to that in what James Franklin said. And it would have been the classy thing to just go past it. And some people say, a lot of people say, I'll even say, in what was done, Narduzzi might even deserve to be roasted and hit like that. But there is no link right now between these two programs. You have to go out of your way to do that. But I don't hate it. I actually love it. Sean's in the car. Hi, Sean. Hey, Colin. Uh, I, I agree with you 100%. I love the fact that Narduzzi got roasted because 
in all seriousness, when you look at this career of Pat Narduzzi here as the pick coach, it's another career of he's had some success, and really outside of the last two seasons, what has he done outside of lose five games a season? And then you, you come off two straight years where you win 20 games, and now you're sitting at two and six, have one of the most embarrassing losses in program history, and then you go and do something like that where you say things about the players. I mean, he deserves to be roasted. He has done, ever since that ACC championship and ever since last season where they pulled nine wins out, which was fantastic, and everything starts trending upwards, what has he done? He has done nothing but pull the wrong strings. I mean, the defense is terrible. But if you move it up a layer, but here's the thing, Sean, and look, James Franklin had to pretty much stop the car, make a left-hand turn, and go out of his way to hit Narduzzi there, right? Like he, oh, I love he, it. He kind of had to. But then if you take it up a layer, here's where college football is great as long as you understand this game. If you are in Columbus or in, in, in Ann Arbor and one of those coaches fires on James Franklin, don't complain if you're a Penn State person. Oh, no, and you're 100% correct. They can't. And honestly, those fans in Columbus and Ann Arbor can rag on James Franklin all they want because that guy can't win a big game if he tried to win a big game. But, again, I just love the fact that Narduzzi got a little bit of that medicine pushed his way because, again, he has pushed, pulled nothing but wrong strings this whole entire season. It all started with Jerkovic, and then it went to the Notre Dame loss now, the 2-6 and six record. I mean, Narduzzi has no room to speak right now. He is living off two good seasons in his career as big coach. I just love it. And, and you know, that's the, the micro. The macro for me, Sean, is I wish there was – I wish it was 1970-something. I wish it was 1980-something. Give me more pettiness in college football. I love – Convicts versus Catholics. I love Florida State and Miami being when they were good, and you'd say, what the hell are these kids going to do? I love an atmosphere where people had a healthy hate for Notre Dame because they were good. Like I think the atmosphere is better when people step out of line a little bit. And I think the problem, too, with that is when you go in terms of those atmospheres is we've lost so many rivalries over the years because of the change in conferences and now the super conferences coming. And that pettiness doesn't really get to come anymore because you're not playing these teams on a consistent year-in, year-out basis. So when these things do happen, I'm with you. they're, They're the best things to come when those little bits of pettiness out of nowhere strike. You know, I liken it to this, Sean. People say, you know, what do we lose when we lose the geographic rivalries? That's exactly what we lose. We lose the pettiness. It's the same thing where when people say, "What?" and I am for it, though. I'm for, like, automation in baseball. But they say, well, what will we lose? We'll lose a manager and we'll lose a an umpire yelling and screaming at each other. What does it really mean in the context of the game? Nothing. But it adds to it, – it's an accent mark on it. You know, fans going at like, what have we really lost in college football? Eh, we still get the best team that comes out on top, but we lose a week of hating those other guys. And that's the fabric yeah. of it. It really is because, I mean, Pitt and Penn State haven't played now for a couple of seasons. And, you know, 
when is that rivalry going to get renewed? We need those bits of pettiness to get you amped up. We got it with the backyard brawl the last two years. I mean, Pitt came out last season, won on that interception, and then they ran their mouth the entire year. And then, unfortunately, they had a quarterback that couldn't throw a ball more than two yards past the line of scrimmage accurately, and it was one of the ugliest games, but the pettiness was there the entire week. We forget the pettiness where there's not even intertwinement at times where where Pat Narduzzi and Coach Prime had pettiness at each other this year. You know? I mean, it is it is wild, and give me more of it. It is good. It is healthy. It is, it, it's actually great. So when I heard that, when James Franklin said it, I just chuckled and I kind of got a wry smile and said, all right, because you know what happens now. The countdown timer starts for Pat Narduzzi figuring out what his response is in his opportune time to fire back indirectly at James Franklin. And it might have something to do with, who knows, the helicopters that James Franklin's been flying around recruiting everybody. I mean, whenever he sees his opportunity and whenever he gets his shot, he's going to take it. So whenever you get fan bases that, I don't want to say take it too seriously, that's the wrong way, but you'll get fan bases that'll get upset about this and get mad about it. And what a jerk James Franklin is. Well... It's actually a better atmosphere when everybody buys into it and nobody is too classy for it because it really forces then an atmosphere that is much more exciting for all involved. Now, I don't want to see people walking into games and fist fighting or taking it overboard or, you know, take it too far overboard, but that kind of stuff, it makes us great sports fans Whenever you look and you see the person leading the program cares as much as I do on the pettiness scale. Like, they're right there. That's something that you would read in a message board comment. And the head coach made it. That kind of makes you feel a different connection. It really does. And that they're paying attention to the little stuff and the same stuff that I am. So much more to get into. 412-928-9370. That's 412-928-9370. Still no score in this World Series game. Top of the fifth inning. I hope I didn't just ruin your uh, your score update, Joel Nelson. I apologize for that, but I was looking over my shoulder here. Coming up next, speaking of uh, looking over my shoulder, I will give you an instance that happened in my life today where it might be the most nervous thing that happens to you. You don't know when to quit looking over your shoulder. You are struck with fear. You might even freeze up. And it is it forces an uneasiness and unsteadiness for quite a while. I'll tell you what happened to me coming up in just a moment. But uh, college football season, it's here. Pitt fans right here in Pittsburgh can hear every game for free by listening live on the Odyssey app. To get started, download the Odyssey app and follow. 93 why why if you why? have t-mobile 5g home internet you might be hearing this why a lot why every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours why why because your network gives priority to cell phone users why, why? good question why not switch to cox internet with two times faster download speeds than t-mobile 5g home internet during peak hours okay stop the whys and visit cox.com 5g home for details t-mobile prioritizes certain t-mobile phone users over home internet users during time of congestion.
This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does. <laughs> Nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Having the fan. By the way, congratulations to Joe Rossi, the football coach at South Fayette, who retired today. I think he coached there 17 years or so, widely successful, and did it his way. He went spread. He threw the football over the yard. He installed the offense he wanted to do. And uh, I remember this, and this is this should be taken with uh, respect, I think. Uh, this I, I think he's been there like 17 years. It was like 15 years ago or so. Yeah, it would have been like 15 years ago, maybe 15, 16 years ago. And, and I'm friends with uh, Jim Render's son, JT. And I remember being over his house. And I, I don't know, we were talking about something else. And I said, who are the best coaches around? And, of course, he mentioned, you know, Bill Chirpak. And he said, George Novak. And he said, you know who's really good? And this guy had only been on the job two or three years. He said, Joe Rossi at South Fayette. That guy at South Fayette is really, really going to be good. And I, I'll never forget that, that Jim Render said that. And it was, he had only been the head coach probably two years. And that really stuck with me because I was like, wow, he mentioned him with like Bill Chirpak who had a million wins and George Novak who had a bunch of wins and George Smith who was at McKeesport at the time and ran that triple flex bone option. But he did. He said, the guy at South Fayette is a really good football coach. And like for me to hear something like that from Jim Render, like it was like the gospel as a football coach. And I always paid attention to Joe Rossi's career because of – uh, what Coach Render had said. Anyway, congratulations on a, on a wonderful career to him. 412-928-9370. I'll talk to Matt in the car in just a moment about rivalries. I do want to get into, and we'll push it back a little bit, something scared the bejesus out of me today, and it makes you it makes you more nervous than anything in the world. But Matt's in the car. Hi, Matt. How you doing? Paul, and how are you this evening? I'm good. We were talking about... Uh, the words from James Franklin, and I just shrug my shoulders and smile and go, this is what college football is all about. Absolutely. Could you imagine being part of Auburn, Alabama? Could you imagine, like, that would be incredible. I have been to games at both places, but not against each other, and it's fantastic. And remember in the 90s, Duke versus Carolina basketball? Right. Like, you lived to watch those games because you knew it was going to get ugly. Well, um, Miami and Florida State, you know? Oh, oh, my gosh. And that's, like, part of, like, and I, honestly, Colin, I think it's a generational thing. I think we're going to be the end of that, like our age group, because we're relative in age, me and you, and I think we grew up at a time where even locally, rivalries were was a big deal. I grew up in Lawrenceville. Ninth Ward, 10th Ward was a big deal. Like, when you played each other in sports, it got ugly. Yeah, don't um, come know. smart mouthing at Sunnyside Field or at uh, Arco yeah. or no, wherever, right? No, no, no doubt. I mean, funny story. Years later, my nephew came to my house with a ninth ward T-shirt on. I made him go outside and change. Right. I was like, "You're not coming into my house with ninth ward on." Like that was like, and I think now 
way guys are just like free agents in every aspect of every sport. They come and go. Guys only stay for a year. Mm-hmm. Like, even if the fan base is kind of indoor, I think the newer fan bases, I don't think they, they care about that as much. I agree. You know what I mean? I agree. Like, no, you're right. Do you tell your nephew, I'll catch you outside that Baldy McGrain tournament, and I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. I just told you. him, I was like, Night Ford does not roll into my house. <laughs> that's, just, that's, that's, that's all he needed to know, you know? And Well, yeah, I think you do bring up a good point, though, Matt, where we lived for certain Saturdays. Like, you live for Pitt Penn State, and now it's the backyard brawl. But even as such, that game's over and it moves on, you know? The, the, the season yeah, it, moves on. I mean, honestly, Colin, like, like the kids going to Pitt Stadium, they're going to play Penn State. That was like a huge deal because half the people you knew wanted Pitt. The other half wanted Penn State. Like, it was on. And it, it's now it's, I don't know, I, I like the money of it. Really, it's the monetization of every aspect. And it's even seeped into the scholastic level where you wouldn't think about it. I just think those rivalries, I remember in the 80s, a big deal football game was like North Hill Central Catholic. No, you're right about that. And thanks for the call. Appreciate it as always. I do think atmospherically that it doesn't – we are – we're able to have so many avenues and, and privy to so many things and the world moves so fast because we just move it on to the next thing from the internet or social media or whatever that we don't sit and let our emotions fester. We don't uh, – we don't – have the buildup in anticipation. There's almost too much news, and the cycle is too fast. The news cycle is just too fast. Okay, to this thing that happened today, 412-928-9370. And we'll get back into George Pickens. I'm out of here at 1030, so we'll talk some George Pickens before I get out of here. I'm driving to work today. Find me something else that makes you more nervous or makes you look over your shoulder more in life, other than, like, walking in a dark alley and, and seeing zombies. Driving down Route 8, okay? And um, free and clear of all the traffic. So, and this could happen on 79. It could happen on, it could happen wherever. So, I, I was like first out of the red light and I make it through all the traffic. And it's like a wide open road for some reason. And it almost felt wrong, you know? But anyway, I'm rolling. And I wasn't paying attention and I'm doing my best Paul Zeiss impersonation. I'm going a little too fast. I'm probably going 58 in that 35, or 55 in a 35. But on certain points of Route 8, you like can. And, spe- and I'm not weaving or anything. I'm just going too fast. So I come around the corner, and there is a policeman. And he is off on the side. Now, again, envision this happening to you on 79, on the turnpike. Anywhere. Long story short, you know you are going too fast. You didn't have an opportunity to break or slow down. You went by the policeman who is parked on the side of the road. Tell me those next couple seconds when you look in your in your in your mirror, your side mirror and your, your back mirror. When you look in those two mirrors. Tell me those next couple seconds aren't the most nervous seconds in human existence. They, to me, they are. And also, you 
it's a floating statute of limitations, sort of, on when your nervousness can leave your body. Because you're looking in the mirror, right? And you're looking and looking and you're waiting. Is that policeman going to appear? Well, maybe he's trying to catch up to me. Oh, man. Should I speed up? I'm not trying to outrun him. I don't want to get into a police chase. But maybe if I speed up, he won't make it out in time and I'll make it through the red light and then I'll blend into other traffic. Maybe that'll happen. Should I slow down and do the opposite and get in the right lane and then if, in fact, he does come and pull me over, I'll say, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. I was just like in this other lane. I'm sorry. I must have been going fast. Should I just maintain my speed? And how long do I look before my nervousness leaves my body? It is one of the most uncomfortable situations in human existence. It really is. Because there's no good answers to any of those questions that I just posed to myself. There are none. You don't know whether to maintain your speed, which was going too fast. You don't know whether to maintain your lane, which was a lot of times the left lane by yourself. You don't know whether to pull over in the right lane and slow it down and then say, look, I escaped one here. Now I'm going to drive the speed limit the rest of my time uh, that I'm traveling today. You don't know whether to just keep it up and say, hey, that was the shot they got to get me. They didn't get me. Huh. They ain't going to get me now. And then if you keep going, what you're going to, you don't really know. There's no hard time to where some light flicks and goes, yeah, you're good. They're not coming after you. You still, like, it could be 30 miles later and you're still looking in your rear view going, I wonder if that guy's going to catch up to me. Maybe, I, I wonder if he radioed ahead to someone else and they're going to pull me over. Hey, back there. You know what? Back there, they got you. Oh, what do you mean? Yeah, you know, he radioed up here. Back there, they got you at, uh, you know, uh, 55 and a 35. So, oh, uh, yeah. It, it is such a scary moment. It really is. And all you're doing is, you know, you're doing it to yourself. It's very simple to alleviate. Don't speed. Don't go too fast. Go the speed limit. But nobody goes the speed limit. Everybody goes over the speed limit. Just don't go egregiously over the speed limit. That's how you can fix that. But, man, there is not – because here's the other part. Some get into this trap where they will go and see that policeman last minute. The worst thing you can do – I think – I don't know this. I haven't talked to policemen about it. The worst thing I think you could probably do, though, is jam on your brakes because – then they see somebody come to a crashing sort of slowdown, and they're like, this guy's guilty of something, right? He's, he's got to be guilty of something. He's telling on himself. Why in the hell would he jump on the brakes right there? Oh, I'm still shaking from it. And this happened today at 4 o'clock. I'm still absolutely shaking from this. But we advance. Um, I, was, I was convinced, though. Totally convinced. Like, I thought it was in a formality that I was getting pulled over, so much so that I already had formulated, not my excuse, but just what the truth was. Hey, there was a song on the, it was actually the OJ song. On There was a song on the radio that was fast. It made me drive a little bit. You used to be my girl. I kind of got into the rhythm of it. I got in the left lane. I was first at the red light. 
ripped it out of there for some reason. I'm not in a hurry. I just got into, you know, the, the groove of the day, and there I am. There are no excuses. And then the other stuff goes through your mind, too. All right, is this the municipality that I live in? Because if it is, then maybe I'll know the policeman or they'll see my address and say, oh, okay, you're a local guy. But then does that work against you? Well, you should know better, sir. You live around here. Don't you care about the people who live here more than the other people just passing through? If anybody, it should be you. You should slow down. Like all of this stuff. It's like they say before you die, your life flashes in front of you. All of those things flashed in front of me in the course of 45 seconds probably. And then I made it to the next red light. And it was yellow. And I was stopping no matter what. No chance I'm going through that yellow light. So I stopped. And as I'm stopped, I'm looking in my back mirror. I'm looking in the mirror. I'm looking in the mirror. And I'm looking in the mirror. And I knew I was safe when there were like started to be a stack of cars behind me. And I said, there's no way that that policeman is coming. So that's my story. But again, it can all be alleviated. Your nervousness, my nervousness, everybody's nervousness in that situation. If you just drive the speed limit. But oh gosh, that's how I don't know how Zeiss does it. Zeiss has had 17, 20. I don't even know. I've lost count how many speeding tickets he's had. He is clearly a don't, has never learned his lesson kind of guy, which is very interesting, right? Super interesting. How does he, how does he continue to get them? What's going to make him reduce his speed? Like, he must be immune to that moment. He must see it as a challenge. I don't know, because that moment scares the heck out of me. Now, I will drive slower for probably two weeks now. Because I had that moment where your heart just goes, it's worse on the highway too. Like it's worse when you're on 79 or on the turnpike or a place like that. And you catch that policeman who you saw and he's running a speed trap and you're like, oh my God, I didn't slow down. Is he going to get me or not? Oh man. It's way worse on a highway than it is on some municipal road. George Pickens talk coming up next. 412-928-9370. That's 412-928-9370. Right here. On- Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details fan what a great song i I just want to listen a little bit oh my gosh i'm gonna listen to this on the way home i'm gonna put my phone on the iphone and go to youtube and play it through the speakers i mean this is hold on i'm not gonna talk about it Oh, it's just so good. And I think back in the day, like when these songs came out, a lot of them, 
some people had just like AM radios, so the quality wasn't great. And then I bet if you went to a concert, though, it just blew your face off how good it was and how great it sounded. Like if you saw them at the Stanley Theater or at the Syria Mosque or wherever, if the OJs would come here. And I don't know. I'm just making that up. I don't know if they did or not. And you saw a concert like that, and you'd just be blown away by the craftsmanship of their voices. I don't want to be that old guy, but they just don't make it like that anymore. They, they, there's, there's, nobody is singing like that anymore, and essentially their voice is an instrument, and their harmonies are an instrument. They just Very few of anybody is doing that anymore. That is just too good. So that was the song I was listening to. What a what a great, great song. Anyway, 412-928-9370. That's 412-928-9370. Uh, there is a college on right now playing football. There is a college on right now that always gets a laugh at my house. And it is like a, a, a joke at our house. Anytime my kids, they're prime age to laugh anytime Ball State comes on the television, or any mention of Ball State. And I I got to be honest, I don't think I've ever grown out of finding that funny. I don't know why. I'm still that guy. At 46 years old, I'm still that guy that whenever Ball State comes on, I get it. I, I laugh. Like, my son will see it. They'll come on. He'll be like, who's playing on the Thursday night game or whatever? And he'll I'll say, Ball State. And he just loses his mind and starts laughing. I guess, who knows? And you know, there's no, it's in Muncie, Indiana. And there's no, like, town. It's not, it's not Ball, Indiana or anything. It was Mr. Ball gave all the money. It used to be, like, the Indiana State Teachers College or something like that. I remember reading about it one time because I was fascinated why it was called Ball State. And it was the Ball family. They just named the college after them. So it used to be something else. Used to be my girl. No, it used to be something else, and then they changed it to Ball State. So there's your lesson on Ball State. I remember one year, not that people care about Ball State, but they had Brad Maynard, who was like a really great punter. And I want to say the league was really bad. I might have this wrong, but I want to say the league was really bad, and he may have been the defensive player of the year in the league at Ball State. That's how great of a punter he was, but also how how thin the uh, the players were in the league on the defensive side of the ball. But they had Brad Maynard went to Ball State. I think Bonzi Wells. Did Bonzi Wells go to Ball State? And, well, David Letterman went to Ball State. And did that did Jason Whitlock maybe go to Ball State? I think those are maybe their alum. You can all look at. I don't feel like looking it up. That's off the top of my head. Who I, I know David Letterman went there, and I know Brad Maynard went there. But other than that, uh, who cares? Four one two nine two eight nine three seven zero. That's four one two nine two eight nine three seven zero. Here we go. George Pickens. I'm mad about this. I really am. I'm mad as a Steeler fan. As a Steeler fan, I think I'm getting short shrift. I'm not seeing what I want to see out of the offense. We all know that. And it seems like this is an easy fix or more of an effort can be made. And I'm not talking about home run balls. I'm not talking about very intricate uh, route combinations or anything like that. I'm talking about just throwing the football in his directions, right? In his direction. That's it. Because I look at 
what the results were from the Jacksonville game. You have to look at this a couple times to understand that it's right. It almost reads like a misprint. So Deontay Johnson, he comes back from injury. He walks right on the field, 14 targets. 14. That's okay. All right, fine. It's too many. He has 14. George Pickens has five. I think he had one in the first half, by the way. Maybe one or two. But George Pickens has five targets. One catch for 22 yards in the Jacksonville game. So if I left it there and said it was just those two guys and the Steelers threw it 19 times, you'd be all right by that, right? But no, it's not that easy. See, on top of Deontay Johnson essentially having three times more the opportunities, Connor Hayward was targeted six times. Six. Six times. I like Connor Hayward. Should he be getting the rock pump to him six times? I don't know. Even with Friar Muth out. Najee Harris was thrown the football five times. And Jalen Warren was thrown the football five times. So let's jumble that up and slice it a different way and deliver the pie through the back door. Deontay Johnson got it three times as more. Connor Hayward got it one more time. And Najee Harris and Jalen Warren, the offense sees fit to get it to them just as many times as George Pickens. That's the way I look at it, not just hard numbers. I look at it as a ranking of your weapons. And they see weaponry ranked Connor Hayward above George Pickens. Najee Harris and Jalen Warren, the same as George Pickens. Deontay Johnson, three times more explosive than George Pickens. Something is amiss. Now, I'm going to tell you, and now to the rest of the story, Paul Harvey. I am going to give you the rest of the story. The rest of the story is this. George Pickens isn't going to like this and doesn't need to like this. But George Pickens will be labeled as someone that's tough to get along with. George Pickens will be labeled as a bad seed. George Pickens will be labeled as a clubhouse cancer. All of that kind of stuff. Anything that's a anything that that is a synonym of what I just said, he'll be labeled as a diva. He's already a diva. The Steelers in-house media called him, said he had diva-like qualities. This was last year, so he'll be labeled as that whenever the next shoe drops. And you know what the next shoe to drop is? Hey, give me the ball. Give me the ball. Why, why am I not getting the ball? Everybody in camp just fawned over me. Everybody in camp told me how great I was. The national media, not local, national media was showing my one-on-one uh, reps with Joey Porter Jr. and saying, this is the future of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Look at these two guys going at it and going at it hard. And look at the circus catch that George Pickens made. And that's in practice. So when the real games start, you're throwing it to Connor Hayward more than me? So now George Pickens is backed into a corner, right? And it's the modern athlete. This isn't 1971. Shut up and you'll get the reps whenever you get them. It's the modern athlete. So now he's faced with a decision. Well, wait a minute. Do 
do I just sit here and don't say anything? Or do I stand up for myself a little bit? And I can tell you exactly what's going to happen. And I could see this a mile away, and I told you it was going to happen this summer. He's going to stand up for himself a little bit. He might even throw his football helmet down. He might kick over a bench. He might throw a Gatorade bottle all the way into that sign that says, Heinz Red Zone. He might get really mad, and the city's going to turn on this guy. That's what's going to happen in the next couple weeks. It might happen tomorrow night, but not me. I understand his pain. I see where this guy's coming from. George Pickens is right if he snaps out a little bit. If George Pickens goes to an offensive staff member or goes to his quarterback or goes to his head coach in a demonstrative way and says, give me the freaking ball, he ain't wrong. One of the things that ills this Steelers offense is this. The right guys ain't getting the ball enough, i.e. George Pickens being the number one right guy. There's one person on the Pittsburgh Steelers offense that scares the other team, and it's George Pickens. And he's getting thrown the ball as many times as Jalen Warren. That doesn't make any sense. So I've got a remedy for you. Put him in the slot a little bit. I've got a remedy for you. Run some screens for him. I've got a remedy for you. Do what you need to do and forget about Calvin Austin running reverses. Run a little tunnel screen for George Pickens and see if he can get out the back door because that's what should be happening with this Pittsburgh Steelers offense. This is set up. It almost feels as if it's a game to be set up to make George Pickens mad. And I don't understand it. Is the guy easy to deal with? I don't know. Is the guy a diva? Hell yes. What good receiver isn't in the league? Is the guy somebody who dropped in the draft because probably his attitude a little bit? Oh, yeah. For sure. But in this case, if he gets mad, he ain't wrong. He just isn't. This has been a danger in this town. And it's been toxic in this town with this football team since Coach Randy was the offensive coordinator. The players, the players know more about the offense and know what to do with the offense more than some of the staff members. That's a big problem, and we're faced with it right now. Jim's and Moon. Hi, Jim. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Yeah, I have a little different take on George Pickens than you do, obviously. George Pickens is a good player, don't get me wrong, and he has great hands. George Pickens does not get separation, and he does not get open. He does not run good routes. If you watch the games, you can't live and die by a 50-50 jump ball all the time. I just gave you three different routes that he could run without running jump balls to get him the ball. I've watched the games. He's not getting separation. I just gave you three different. You don't need to get separation. You can say it as many times as you want to Sir, say it, but, Jim, but if you watch the game, he's not getting separation. Jim, I've watched every game. You don't need to get Me separation too. to run a tunnel screen. They do more. They do more to get the ball quickly to Calvin Austin than to George Pickens. As they should. Why? 
Because he runs a 4-2-8. When has he done that on this football field that wasn't a kick? When has anybody done it on this team or with this offensive scheme? The Pittsburgh Steelers had a way to get Martavius Bryant the football with his feet moving. They ran slants. They, Ten years ago. Correct. When the coaching staff knew what they were doing with a talent like that. And George Pickens is George Pickens was very similar in talent to Bryant. George Pickens is a horrible route runner. You horrible. Do, then you know what? Don't throw him the ball ever. Don't throw him the ball ever. Keep watching the Steelers like it's 1972. Do you think every receiver on the Miami Dolphins is a great route runner? No. They have coaches that get them the football near the scrimmage line with their feet moving. It's like people just started watching football and don't understand. There are plenty of guys that get the football thrown to them and get the football thrown to them near the scrimmage line that are awful route runners. But what they are are playmakers. You never see that happen with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Ever. George Pickens can go ahead and run routes till he's blue in the face. I don't know how much better he'll ever get. He'll never be a crisp route runner. He'll never be Antonio Brown, who is probably the best Steeler route runner ever. And it might not even be close. But you know what? He's a guy, if you get the football in his hands, who can do things. He can do a lot more than Najee Harris. He can do a lot more than Jalen Warren. He can do a lot more than Connor Hayward. And for sure, Deontay Johnson, coming off of injury on a wet field, shouldn't get the football three times as much. Your call's next, 412-928-9370. That's 412-928-9370. Fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. Football season is also truck season at sunchevy.com. Clear, cold, low 27, around the record low of 25. Thursday, sunny and a little warmer, high of 49, low of 35. Temperatures in the 50s, in the low 60s for Friday and into the weekend. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. 
Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.